Kids Productions. What is going on, folks? Welcome into another episode of the Final Drive Podcast here at Sour Kids Production Studios. It is Alec. It is Makai. As always, Makai, happy. We made it the week one of the NFL. We did. We did. It was a great week of football. It was. Lots of lots of fun, unless you were a uh, New York sports fan. Then it was it was not fun. It was a rough week. It was a rough week for at New least, York. Hey, at least if you're a Jets fan, you won. Giants, you stink. Again. That's, that's <laughs> they went in that fashion with all with everything the craziest thing is about that game right like the atmosphere like leading up to kickoff when the stadium lights blacked out rogers came out with the flag that shit was dope like that was like you were like wow like i felt the atmosphere like from my couch yep i was hyped i was like okay the jets they might be a fun team this year with Aaron Rodgers. and then you know what was it a plays Four, four yeah four was the was it the open the first series for the jets first first series because okay, buffalo got the ball and went Three now. Okay, yeah, you're right. So, yeah, and we'll get into that momentarily with Aaron Rodgers and what that means for Zach Wilson and the Jets and who else they could bring in. Mm-hmm. Um, before we dive into all that, Makai, let's talk about week one. Obviously, it was a very, you know, week one is always kind of weird because I don't necessarily judge it all that much because, you know, for a lot of players, uh, you know, they don't. some of the guys don't play in the preseason or the highlights of injuries throughout training camp and the preseason. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, and teams just want to rest their guys. So, it's a lot of sloppy football nonetheless, but it's football. Mm-hmm. So I'll throw it to you first. Give me some of your takeaways from week one. What stood out to you um, in the first week of football? Uh, I'd probably say the biggest thing is that a lot of the a lot of the rookie quarterbacks came out and had pretty decent games. Yeah. Which is different than, you know, the, late, the last five years. Yeah. So, like, I mean, you know, nobody, none of the rookie quarterbacks won, did they? No. Richardson lost. Uh, Bryce lost. Bryce lost. Stroud lost. Um, everybody. The There's so many else, isn't there? I'm pretty sure they're the only three. Is in just the, the three? Yeah, I'm pretty sure the only three in the class. Okay, started. okay. I might be overthinking that. Okay, yeah. So the three, yeah. But yeah, they all they all played really solid. I mean, Richardson was the most impressive of the bunch. I mean, mm-hmm. good completion. Percentage. Surprising too at that, just because oh, yeah. of like the 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 team, you know, the Colts. Obviously, I think we had we had a lot of low expectations on top of. The Taylor situation, yep. and the, the Colts, they balled. They played competitive. Oh yeah, they they were hanging around. Just you know, just fell a little short. He got banged up towards the end. He's gonna be okay. Lewis, I think it was like a knee bruise. I think. Yeah, he'll be okay. Uh, Bryce played pretty well. Turned the ball over twice, which can't do that. But he looked good. Looked composed, which I knew he would. Stroud, kind of just a sloppy game because the weather was a little. Eh. You know, Baltimore's defense that, that's that's tough for any quarterback. Nonetheless, a guy that's taking his first snaps in the NFL. But they all held their own, and that's that was really nice to see, refreshing to see that these none of these guys overly struggled. So. Right. Okay. Yeah, I think I'll go with um, kind of the the wide spectrum of games in the sense of scores. Like there were some really high scoring games, and then there were some really low scoring games. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to the, the Dolphins Chargers game first of all. <laughs> I mean, that was just fun football. I mean. I know Tyreek Hill said before the season, we were talking about because we were watching the games together. We thought Tyreek said he wants to break the record for 2,000 yards. Uh-huh. And we were like, there's just no way anyone could do that. That's that game progressed. We kept doing the math. He's we, on track. We, we kept averaging <laughs> out the yards he would need per game. And boy, by the end of the game, he, he on average, he could do it. 
Um, he would shatter that record if he did that every week. But we know that's not realistic. <laughs> but Tyreek Hill, yeah. if you play the Chargers every week, man. Chargers, I mean, it, it, we say this every year about the Chargers, don't we? Chargers are going to Charger. They're going to find a way to lose a game in some kind of weird like it feels like every time, every time they lose a game, it's weird. Like it's something that just doesn't happen to another team. I was uh, that. I mean, that, yeah, that's the, that's the biggest thing about the Chargers that like every time on paper, on paper they're amazing. They always get banged up, and then like you said, they always lose in games that just like like you know you know on ESPN you can track a game and it's like oh they have a ninety nine percent chance of winning the football game. Yeah. They always lose those games. It's it's it, it's never a coin flip. Guaranteed, it's gonna lose. Yep. And again, maybe that comes back to the head coach. You know, Staley. We had our questions about him. <laughs> had those? We've had those. We've questions had, we've had those questions about Brandon Staley. Uh, J.C. Jackson got cooked. J.C. Jackson, Michael Davis, like those guys look like like Tyreek made them look like they shouldn't be gracing a football field ever again with those long sleeves, the ridiculously long jersey <sighs> sleeves. I, I, and look, to Miami's credit, uh, I think last week I told you I had the Dolphins as my two seed in the AFC at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Look, if, as long as Tua Tagovailoa stays healthy, this team is dangerous. Like there, there's simply not enough speed you have to put to compete with Tyreek Hill, with Jalen Waddle, and Tua. You know, Tyreek when he went to Miami, he said Tua might be the most accurate quarterback he's played with. And I mean, go, go watch the play. You know, the, the play leading up to the game-winning touchdown by Tyreek, that where Tua steps up, starts to scramble, and throws an absolute dot in stride to Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. It's just. It, that's fun football, and I think the Dolphins, uh, I know they allowed a lot of points in that game, but they have the front seven on paper to get pressure, mm-hmm. and you saw that at the end of the game with Vic Vangio just absolutely bringing the house on Herbert. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dolphins, man, they're going to be a fun team to watch, and I'm very much – DeAndre is not here, but I'm sure he's going to watch and go, yes, yes, yes. But I'm very much on the Dolphin hype train because I think that's going to be a fun team to watch this year. That's fair. I just question. Like, I need to see them go against a good zone team, because zone zone is ultimately that, the, that's what Brandon Staley does. No, he's a, he's a man. Like they they played man against Tyreek the whole game. But J.C. Jackson's a good zone corner corner. I mean, but they, they playing had, in a man scheme. But yeah, Chargers yeah. logic. I digress. Um, <laughs> but no, I just I really want to see that because again, like zone is the ultimate equalizer for like guys that are super you know streaky. Mm-hmm. You know, a Tyreek, a Jalen Waddle. So like, I'm I'm waiting to see that. I kind of question their other weapons, like Braxton Berrios, good special teams guy, yeah. solid, speedy little slot receiver. He's cool. Had a couple of big catches in that game. 100%. Uh, tight end position without Gasicki now. Still kind of cool. I question the consistency from those positions. Not to say that you're ever going to lock up Waddle and Tyree. Like, you can, like, simply, you can only contain those guys for so long. They're mm-hmm. going to go off. They'll have time. their big catch. Oh, 100%. When they need it, yeah. Well, Tyree catches. Mm. That's inevitable. <laughs> but um, but no, I mean, that was impressive. I mean, going out there and, you know, a lot of expectations on Tua and everything. They they showed up. So I'm not going to throw my hat in the ring and be like, oh, the Dolphins are going to be crazy this year. Because, again, I mean, a lot of teams go crazy in week one and then, damn, get to the end of the year. Oh, mm-hmm. under 500. Damn. Yeah. The Jets last year. Yeah. <laughs> For different reasons, very different. Reasons. <laughs> uh, obviously, another game. Let's talk about the Cowboy game real quick. Obviously, this was a game where I think people kind of didn't know what people didn't know what both these teams were. Like I think last season, the Giants that was a real miraculous season they had with Daniel Jones and and DeBall in their first year together. Mm-hmm. 
you know, they paid Daniel Jones and then they got him some wide receivers throughout the draft and free agency. Um, and then Saquon came back on a new deal to play. And the Cowboys, on the other hand, they went and traded two for, two comp picks for two very good veterans and Brandon Cooks. Stephon Gilmore, you know, pretty much ran the same roster back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we know how much the national media loves to talk about Dak Prescott in every way, shape, and form and fashion. And uh, I think we didn't know what to expect with two division rivals. And yikes. Yikes. If you're a Giants fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the get-go, it was rough. Oh, yeah. The the two defensive touchdowns by the Cowboys. Um, you know, the more turnovers caused or forced. Uh, more turnovers by the Giants offense. And... The offense for the Cowboys didn't have to do a whole lot, but when they were asked to, they went down the field and scored with ease, it looked like, most of that game. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I know you just said you don't look much into week one, but as a Cowboy fan, I mean, how do you feel about the Cowboys? I mean, that was a a pretty good all-around team victory, I would say. Oh, no, 100%. Like, yeah, I mean, going out there and absolutely curb-stomping a division rival feels good. Feels good. National TV, you know. Didn't turn the ball over. That's that's all you can really ask for in week one. I mean, when you're playing an inferior opponent. But again, I don't I don't buy into week one. Because again, like you said, a lot of these guys, a lot of the starters didn't play much you know in preseason. I mean, look at Joe Burrow. Yeah, was, he was hurt, he was hurt all camp of preseason, didn't play at all. Uh-huh. Yeah. Was it Jim Schwartz had him in hell? <laughs> and Miles Garrett. <laughs> that was, Every Brown defender. He was really hitting those offensive line with basketball moves before the, the snap. <laughs> and then, the, <laughs> could you imagine that? Like, as a lineman, we uh, we both played offensive line. Can you imagine just looking up and seeing a defensive lineman just ready to hit you with a mean crossfade right there? That and, must be what it feels like as a swimmer, and you see that dorsal fin on the back <laughs> of a shark going around you. That that's, that that feeling must be very unsettling. <laughs> You don't even know what to do. Uh, I'd probably, paralyzed. I'd probably just piss down my leg. You're paralyzed by fear. Yeah, 100%. I wouldn't even get on my damn stance. I'm just staying there. He's going to beat me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, I mean, no. I'm just – I'm not going to buy into it because, again, the Cowboys always play good in the pre- in the regular season. Mm-hmm. I got to see it when it matters. I got I to gotta see it, you know, big game, you know, death being pointed at the earth. Laser beam, laser beam, well, yeah. <laughs> laser yeah. beam pointed at the roof. Yeah, I need, I need, to, I need to see it then. But yeah, I mean, cool, cool. I mean, got a really tough test this week against the. You know, we're gonna preview that later. But playing the Jets, you yeah. Know, which not really worried about that quarterback over there, but the defense is that good. defense is real. It is. <laughs> it's very real. Uh, another game I want to point out. Um, the Eagles, right? Patriots, Eagles. I think that was a game. New England shot themselves in the foot so early on in that game, like mm. badly. Mm. But then New England roared back. Oh, yeah. And Mac Jones, you, you could have argued that they probably should have won that game. Um, so I'm going to throw this question at you. Are you more concerned about the Eagles' inability to really kind of take over that game and the turnovers and, and all that mm-hmm. and, you know, the possible Super Bowl hangover? Mm-hmm. Or are you kind of looking at New England more going, okay, with an actual coordinator and Bill O'Brien, who's been there and done that, was at Alabama. Um you know, could could the Patriots actually do something this year offensively and be a, you know an all around good team in the AFC, especially with the injury to the Jets to Aaron Rodgers? So which which what kind do you take away more from that game? I'd probably say more about the Eagles. I wouldn't say necessarily Super Bowl hangover. I would say more just a lot of those guys haven't played together, especially on that defense. It's a right. lot. Of, it's a lot of guys that like in their careers have played together because a lot of them are from Georgia. Yeah, but 
in the NFL, they're not a cohesive unit, especially on that back end. They had to replace a lot of guys with guys that are guys that are qual. They're, they're cool, but the, on other teams, they're probably backups. Mm-hmm. So it's going to take some time to gel. Um, I mean, hey, not to discredit the Patriots, they they were resilient. They fought back. Made some, you know, Mac Jones made some big throws. Um, I'm telling you, man, I'm 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 not buying into Mac Jones, but I gave. I think we both agree we gave him a pass last year. That was. That was awful. When your quarterback coach is Joe Judge and your coordinator is Patricia. Two guys that have never called plays or been on the offensive side of the nope. ball in their lives. Nope. And they're telling you what to do. <laughs> the, the, literally, your two right-hand men that you have to report to. So, But they he, they look good in that game offensively, I would say. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, again, the only question for the Patriots right now is the weapons. Because as we saw the report about Juju's knee – eminently ready to explode at any moment. That's pretty concerning. Stevenson was banged up. Uh he didn't did he play week one? I think he did. But he didn't play much. It was yeah. a lot of, it was a lot of Zeke yeah. for the most part. Because he, he was dealing like with illness on and off during the week. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean I think Mac Jones is cool. He just gotta get some weapons around him, but the Patriots don't really like drafting guys high because well, the last, last time they did Yeah. <laughs> the last time they did that. Uh, I would agree with you. I think I kind of look at the Eagles more, and this is more of a con- – I, I don't know if concern is the right word because, like I said, it's so early on. But, I mean, people hyped up Howie Roseman for taking N'Kobe Dean and Jordan Davis last year and then, um, you know, Nolan Smith this year when he fell to them, which is cool. It's a cool concept, right? But at the end of the day, they haven't played yet. You know, last year uh, Jordan Davis got hurt early on in mm-hmm. the season. Uh, Nicobe Dean was more of a backup special teams guy. Uh-huh. So them being thrusted into the lineup this year, you got to wait and see them develop. And, and like you said, you just get accustomed to that lineup uh, defensively, especially because I think that we would argue that was probably the biggest strength for the Eagles last year was that front seven. Um, and offensively, I mean, you know, they were sluggish, but again, it's week one. It's early on in the season. The Eagles are still trying to figure out their backfield. Uh-huh. As far as I think Penny was a healthy and active. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's, you know, Swift, it's Kenneth Ganwell, it's Jalen Hurts. So you just got to wait and see what happens with the Eagles. But I mean, if I had to lean one way, I'd lean more like with you towards the Eagles and maybe, oh, let's just kind of see what happens here with this Eagles team. Yeah, 100%. And, and again, that's not to discredit the Patriots. That was, a, that was a whale of a game they played. I mean, a lot of teams would have rolled over. Yeah. To start a season, the weather's terrible. They threw or they had the pick six. Um, the Zeke fumble. The Zeke fumble. Yeah, like that. That would have been like, damn. Well, try Don't. again next week. <laughs> but they didn't. They didn't pack it up. They. It came down to Kayshawn Booty not getting his damn foot in. <laughs> really. Yeah. That, that's what it really came down to, and they would have had a chance to win there at the end. So I mean, hey, this Patriots team, they're not. They're not for dead. So right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll for see. sure. And I think um, they'll see what happens because again, with the Rodgers injury, the AFC East is kind of wide open because you saw Buffalo have their own struggles. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Josh Allen had his struggles. You saw Josh Allen have his struggles on Monday night. You know, Miami, I think we both kind of think, I would say right now they might be the front runner for that division. Oh, 100%. And New England, you know, you never can count out Bill Belichick, right? Like that's, you know, last year and the year before, they were kind of creeping around in that wild card spot thinking, oh, you know, New England's creeping. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we'll see. But um, do you have any other games you want to mention? I mean, I might as well get into Josh Allen. Yeah, you want to? Uh, okay, yeah, let's talk about the, the Jets <laughs> Jets and Bills. Obviously, you know, the big storyline coming out of that game was Aaron Rodgers. Uh, ruptured his Achilles. He's done for the season. It's kind of been official. And, 
I mean, when they go back, when you saw the when they you know rewind, you saw you saw that that calf area popping. And they when it disconnects, that's that's never good. Never. Um. So obviously he's done for the season. Uh, the Jets. You know, they still win. Zach Wilson threw a touch, a nasty catch by Garrett Wilson. Yeah, that was a much better catch than a better throw. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, it was supposed to be a back shoulder, and I think earlier we called it uh, off air a, a front shoulder catch. Yeah. Um, and then it came down to overtime, right? Uh, you know, obviously the uh, – and I'm I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Xavier Gibson. Xavier Gibson, the, the, the hard knock star, and it always seems to be those guys, right? Yep. Uh, had the phenomenal punt return in overtime. Uh, of course, that coming off of uh, a game, the defense kept them in yep. and recording three Josh Allen interceptions all by Jordan Whitehead, who actually earned his incentive for the year. All if right. he recorded three picks or more, he got a, like a $250,000 bonus. Well, shout out Josh Allen for yeah. hooking up, bro, with <laughs> a quarter of a million dollars. <laughs> so we, we talked about the Jets in a moment. Let's look at the Bills real quick, right? I think this is a team... For the last couple of years, we kind of had like that. We've held them to that Super Bowl level of expectations. You know, Josh Allen seemingly got better year by year. Mm. Uh, last year was very turnover prone, kind of, I don't know if regress is the right the right word, but you just saw a lot more, him being a lot more carefree with the football. Mm-hmm. Um, and offensively, you know, you kind of have, I don't know, you're kind of wondering what's really the identity of this team. Are they going to be a a power run team with Josh Allen and, you know, with James Cook and Damian Harris, or are they going to be a team that drafted Dalton Kincaid in the first round? And you have Stephon Diggs, you have Gabe Davis. Um, so I'm, what do you think about the Bills right now? Uh, I just think Josh Allen's really pressing. Like he's, he's very much gotten away from what you learn as a young quarterback. And that's take what's there. Take what the defense is going to give you, mm-hmm. especially when you're playing a super tenacious, aggressive defense like the Jets. You Stupid gotta, front seven. Like a defense can't take everything away. They're they're gonna live with those, you know, quick outs, you know, quick slants. They're gonna they're gonna live with that. They're gonna they're gonna take away your deep posts, your, you know, whether that be inverted or you know skinny posts, things like things of that nature. And Josh just he trusts his arm a lot, which he has. Yeah. You know, he is a rocket of a right arm. It's mm-hmm. easily the best arm in the NFL. But man, at some point you just just take the check down, man. <laughs> don't don't James Cook just sitting there in the flat. He's sitting, he's sitting there. Just just throw him, just throw him yeah. the ball. You know, he'll he'll go get five yards and we'll live to fight another day. But just getting into this Superman mode and then didn't even talk about when he ran the ball. Didn't yeah. slide not once. Nope. That dude. And it's cool. You know, like that gets the, you know, the team on the sideline kind of pumped up. Like, oh, yeah, our quarterback, he's a badass. Yeah. That'll knock you out of a game eventually. And and I guess another thing to, to piggyback off of that point is, you know, look at a guy like Cam Newton, right? Cam Newton did not get flags called for him when he got hit. Mm-hmm. Do you know why? Because Cam Newton, when he was running, did not slide. He took the hits. He he would lean his head forward and 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 not go down easy. Which is which is which is like great. Like the toughness is fantastic, but as a franchise guy. You when, saw how short his prime was. Oh yeah. Because the injuries eventually do stacked add up. up. Yeah. And the fact that he is his personality is very big. Yeah. Yeah. But <sighs> Josh Allen, man. I'm me and my friend were talking about this. My friend John. Uh, we were talking about this during the middle of the game. He's a lot more like Josh Freeman than I really thought. <laughs> <laughs> he is. I haven't heard that name in a long time. Rightfully so. He's a he's <laughs> a great trivia answer. <laughs> he's gonna be yeah, he's gonna even like give it another ten years, he's gonna be a great, you know. 
great trivia immaculate grid answer or yeah he'll Jeopardy. be uh, he'll be on a you know a Colin Coward goes to break and he has the random <laughs> trivia question yeah right, he's gonna be a hell of an answer one day. yeah we're gonna yeah but that's interesting I never thought about the Freeman Allen comparison yeah, both both athletic both big frame both big arms uh Similar kind of numbers when it came to picks to touchdowns, like it's kind of flirting with it. So Josh Allen, he's got to, he's got to get back to the basics. I think he, I think he is still one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, but he's got to stop pressing so much, stop forcing the ball to Stephon Diggs, let it come naturally because it's like he's going to be open. He's Stephon Diggs. Mm -hmm. Just relax, everything will be okay. But if you press, you're going to throw three interceptions to one guy, which he did. And you got to play. I think his problem also is he tries to play hero ball every time. Yep. He's trying to force a ball he shouldn't. Like you said, he shouldn't. He's forcing balls he shouldn't force. And, you know, that ultimately is what A, kept the Jets in the game, but then B, gave them momentum. You know, as low as they got when Aaron Rodgers went down, the defense kept them in that game and the offense did just enough to send it to overtime. And you saw what happened. Exactly. So, um, yeah. I agree. I think the Bills, you know, I'm not, I'm hovering over that panic button because okay. we we saw this last year, and you know they just can't get over the hump, mm. and the AFC got immensely better the last couple of years. Yeah, so you, it's not just you know, like I think when Brady retired, we thought, oh, Josh Allen and the Bills, that's the next team in the AFC East to run the it. Next dynasty for yeah. there. Yeah, and then Miami got better. Miami's good. The Jets got, you know, the Jets, they're they're going to hang around, I think, and then the Patriots are still there. And the AFC is like 20 times better. Yep. So. They got, they got, to, they got to watch out. Teams are coming for them. Team, teams, you, you've you been on the pedestal. Teams, you got a big old target on your back, and the Bills don't look like they're really prepared for that right now. I don't think so either. Um, let's talk about the Jets then, obviously, other side of the ball here, other side of the, the ball, I guess, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, first series out there for the Jets, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Killers just popped, done for the season. Uh, for now, it looks like they're going to turn to Zach Wilson as the guy that mm-hmm. they feel like can step in right now and help this team out. Ultimately, uh, you just you heard from Jet players and coaches, uh, and it just shock. I think is the word for them because I I really do think with Aaron Rodgers, I'm not going to say they were a Super Bowl favorite for me, but I look at that team on paper, and you're assuming you have an Aaron Rodgers who buys into the team, which. If you watch Hard Knocks, he did buy into the gym. He bought into the culture with Robert Sala, with the young guys. Mm-hmm. Like, he bought in 100%. And yeah. I was like, Jets might be a fun team this year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it sucks. I was like, man, like, nah, that's not fun. Yeah, but that was tough. I think, okay, like, let me, let me just say this first. The work of those reporters, like, just the absolute, just like, don't know the word now. The word's evading me, but like. The stomach of them to go to Dwayne Brown, the guy that missed the block on the guy that the cut block, yeah, the cut yeah. block. Um, just having just the the thought in your head, like again, I understand as a reporter, you know, especially a beat writer, like they put pressure on you, like literally your livelihood hangs in the balance of asking the questions they tell you to. But man, just going to a guy that literally just lost their, you know, their guy, they just lost the guy that they the teammates were starting to love. It was going to be the leader of the you know leader of the locker room. To a career, you know, not career under, but season-ending injury. Mm-hmm. Yep, go up and ask. Hey, so how do you feel knowing you're the guy that got your quarterback hurt? And that's it, that's 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 so tough to ask somebody. And 
I mean, cut blocks, I mean, you played offensive line, you know, those work maybe, well, not even 50%. Uh, 20? If that. I was, I was, cup, o, I was, cup, o, cup I, blocks are never, they never work. I was O for like 30 in my career. They, they <laughs> I just stopped cutting. They, they never work. There's, they never work. And it's just, I don't know. Like we talked about it, I think right, right when we started recording mm-hmm. about the atmosphere of that game, the stadium was blacked out. The fans were going crazy. Rogers came out with the flag. You're like, this is going to be a fun atmosphere for oh, the yeah. season. The Jets make it to the playoffs. Oh, yeah. And Dude, now. Literally for it just to implode like a balloon. Yeah. Before your eyes was not heartbreaking. Because, again, like I like Aaron Rodgers. I don't, I'm not, he's not like my guy. But, man, that's just. Tough. Literally. Yeah. All, this, all this lead up, all this build up, all this talk. And then psh, your season's over. And, yeah. And, and, you know, I think a lot of people maybe weren't Aaron Rodgers fans uh, going into the season. Mm-hmm. But then when you watched Hard Knock, you saw like a different side of Rodgers. Like you saw the way he at, how the way he hangs out and reacts with players in that locker room and everything. You're like, it's a very different Aaron oh, yeah. than what you know you've kind of been told in Green Bay what he was like. Mm-hmm. So it was just unfortunate to see. And again, he's gonna be 40 next year. He kind of already put out on Instagram a very uh, <laughs> Harvey Dent esque quote from The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know if obviously it's only week one. We're not. Gonna, we don't know if he's gonna come back. But I mean, it's, it's one hell of a comeback story if he does. Oh no, hundred percent. I, I I think I think he does. I just think it's tough because we've never seen a quarterback, a forty year old. Yep. Nonetheless, a quarterback, especially somebody like Aaron Rodgers who extends a lot of plays with his feet. Yep. It's tough because again, it takes. It, you have to wait a week to get the surgery because you have to wait for the swelling to go down. Mm-hmm. You have the surgery. You don't get to walk on it for like. Four months. Yep. So you you lose like give crazy muscle atrophy in your leg. Your calf is literally goes from being this to like that. You got to learn how to walk again. You got to learn how to flex. Let alone football workouts. Oh yeah, that's not that's nothing football really. That's just regular day to day things you can't right. do. So it's it's a long road. You got to be able to put drive in it again when mm-hmm. you throw when you step into a throw and learn how to trust it. You know? Yeah. It's it's a long road for Aaron Rodgers, but I think if anybody's gonna do it. It's going to be Aaron Rodgers. It'd be a fun story. I'll be all for it next season. Come back player of the year. Add that to the list. Yeah. That's one he, that's one he doesn't have yet. Yeah. He has everything except <laughs> that one. Yeah. Um, but, but with the Jets going forward, right? Zach Wilson, obviously, you know, first round pick a um, couple of years ago. No, last year. This is third. This year three for him. Year three. So third year, obviously, was thrusted into the lineup and looked okay given the circumstances on Monday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Sala and the Jets have seemed very confident right now going forward with Zach Wilson. They play here against the Cowboys next week, and that's been a big headline here locally. Um, I think everyone's kind of looking forward to the Rodgers-Cowboys matchup. I was not because I knew he was going to whoop our ass. <laughs> he doesn't lose <laughs> it, in it Dallas. Come back, he come back. <laughs> he does yeah. not lose in Dallas. So, I mean, look, if you're, the, if, you, if you're the Jets, right, like Zach Wilson, you know, what are you doing here? Are you going to buy into Zach Wilson? Do you think he's a guy who can at least navigate you through the season? Or are you kind of looking, you know, at a guy in free agency, maybe through the trade market? I mean, what are you thinking here? Uh, I would definitely add another guy to the room. Uh, I mean, obviously Aaron's still going to be around, but he's, you know, he's got physical therapy. He's going to have a surgery or two to, you know, fix his, you know, fix the Achilles. So he's not going to be around the room, around the building now. I would bring in a tenured veteran, maybe like a Chase Daniels, a guy that's seen a bunch of different defenses, been a, been a bunch of different systems offensively, that can grab that playbook really quickly. Nick and Foles. Just, yeah. And just, again, I'm not looking for him to play. I, Zach Wilson, he has all the ability. 
I just think he needs a sure voice when he comes off the field. Something went wrong, you know, whether he missed a guy open, you know, throw wise or just uh, going through his progressions and misses him. He just needs a sure voice that believes in him on the sideline. Yeah. To bring him back down to earth. Because the biggest thing with Zach Wilson in the league has been the fact that his confidence was shot. Confidence is awful. Yeah. And he doesn't gracefully go through progression. He panics. Like you, you can see the gears in his head speeding up. Mm-hmm. As the play takes longer and longer, he panics. And he doesn't have that like gear in his head. That's like, okay, let's just throw it away, throw it away, or let me. Like, I'm pretty athletic. Let me run for two yards, slide, live to fight another down. Right. He's always going to do something stupid, boneheaded. Mm-hmm. And he just needs to relax. You got great weapons around you. You have a bunch of guys that believe in you. Like the front office already came out and said, like, this is the guy. They're showing you a lot of comp. Just relax. Trust and trust. Trust. And trust the, the the coaches and then your teammates. 100%. So, yeah, if I'm the Jets, I mean, if I'm the Jets, it, <laughs> not to sound like that, he's really your only option. Because <laughs> we've never seen a guy come off the streets and then get inserted in the lineup and just, you know, the team just takes off. Mm-hmm. So, he's the guy for you. Bring in a Chase Daniels, bring in a Nick Foles just to be his sure voice in, the, in his corner and pray to God it works. Yeah, I mean, I, I I agree with that. I think those are you know even uh Joe Flacco, you can bring my Flacco to be a backup. He was there with the team last year. <laughs> Joe Flacco needs to be a family. Um, Cole McCoy's another guy who's been <laughs> in the league, been in the league for <laughs> no. a long time. No, he's been in the league for a long time. He knows a lot of offenses. Uh, even a trade candidate, Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston, maybe a Cooper Rush. You know, uh, yeah, or um. You know, I think what uh, Mariota's still in Philly, right? I think everybody's turned the page on Mariota. Sadly, that's uh, that hurts me because I love Marcus Mariota. That's my, okay. that's my guy. After the preseason, you just you seen enough. Uh-huh. And quarterback, uh-huh. <laughs> actually, quarterback, you didn't see enough of him. Actually, yeah, it's <laughs> it might be time to be a family man. <laughs> so I mean, they got options, but I agree with you. I think the Jets needed to just stick with Zach Wilson. I mean, I think obviously. Uh, one example I look at was, look, I mean, look at Tua. I mean, Tua from the Brian Flores era to Mike McDaniel, instantly his confidence was probably at his lowest with Brian Flores because Brian Flores was not a Tua fan. And then you see Mike McDaniel come in and build the offense around Tua and, you know, just put that confidence by, hey, you know, we're going to get this right. You and me, you know, we're good. Like, stay calm. We're going to figure it out. It'll be all right. We got a good team. I think I think belief is one of those things that's lost. It works. Sports. Yeah. Like it's yeah. It like it's it's something else like uh being, you know, it's just random coach. Let's go to basketball. Like young point guard or something, and then like Greg Popovich puts his hand on your shoulders, just like, hey, calm down. I've seen you do this in practice a million times. You got this. Mm-hmm. Just just like just anybody believing in you and letting you know that you have what it takes to do what you need to do, yeah, is all you really need. Because again, you make it to this level, you have the ability. Mm-hmm. That's not a question. The talent's there. The talent's there. You just got to – the mental aspect of the game needs to catch up to where your physical attributes are at. And, you know, I'm, I'm rooting for Zach Wilson this year. I really am. I think it'd be a cool story to see if, you know, he can maybe help get the Jets in a playoff contention spot, if you will. But there's also pressure behind this. Oh, yeah, 100%. If, if you're asked – Because this roster is so ready to win right now. If you're asked, they're going to turn the page on you. They're, they're, you're, you're gonna you're gonna get shipped out to Timbuktu for a bag of potato chips. We will never hear, we will never speak it your name again. Yeah, that's fair. And you were right off into the sunset. Yeah. So I want to ask you this question. I was talking about this with a guy at work, um, and we could not come up with an answer to this question. So Aaron Rodgers, right, comes in, uh, new team, 
Uh, obviously, the Jets gave up a, a first, a first to get him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously the ta- the roster in New York was already good before Aaron got there. They were simply, quite literally, a quarterback away from competing mm-hmm. right now, right? Yeah. Um, and then Aaron comes out week one, obviously goes down, done for the year. I can't think of another moment in sports, at least in our time, where the hype was so real for a guy going to a new team, and then you instantly just didn't see it happen year one because mm-hmm. of an injury. Gordon Hayward, Celtics. Oh, ooh, ooh, opening night. Opening night, first play. That was that was graphic too. That was hor- Yeah, that was tough to watch. Um, baseball, no. Because I thought of an NFL guy, uh, but he, it's kind of a cheat because he played his first year and then got hurt. Who is it? RG three. True. Because man, Washington was RG3 with the Redskins or the the then Redskins mm. that was fun and you thought okay this is this is the future right here and then that crappy ass field with Mike Shanahan ruined it and Mike Shanahan ruined it yeah that's probably the that's probably the next closest thing i could think of is RG3 right yeah honestly i can't think of any other quarterback especially a quarterback where it's like he's with a new team coming in the league and the hype was already there for the first season. Mm-hmm. I just can't think of anyone. That's just man, it sucks. The NFL really needs to get rid of turf. Really, you want some grass? You want natural grass? Yeah, natural grass. It's better. I mean, I remember from my playing days, grass just is so much better. Like I always told people that, like, yeah, like turf looks cool. You know, kicking up the pellet, like when somebody gets juked out and the pellets kick up, it looks cool. But right, the practicality of playing on a turf field is not. It's just not good. Yeah. So. The the only thing is is that like some teams have to have turf because their climate's so bad, and like the field would get chalked every week. I mean, look at Washington. Yeah, Washington. That that, that natural grass grass field is absolutely horse because I mean, it rains so much there. Yeah, look like at Boston with the weather. Yeah, yeah. there in New England. Yeah, Seattle. Yeah, everybody just needs to have a dome. <laughs> that, it just, it just, that, we, that, that's your alternate solution. <laughs> but but then, then you got to pay more to upkeep the grass without the sunlight. That's true because you got to wheel it in and out like they do in Arizona. And that air that nobody likes the Arizona field either. Is that grass or turf in Arizona? It's it's grass. Is it really uh, natural grass? Really? They wheel it out and they grow it outside and then they wheel it in. Oh, and people of, hate it. They say it's all. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what you do. But you got to maybe move every team out of the Northeast. I don't know. Like Rearrange the divisions. <laughs> change the division. I don't know. <laughs> you got to do something because turf, turf stinks. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, okay. So uh, we'll see what happens with the Jets. It's going to be a, a – it's only week one. So it's still a lot of football left for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. But let's move on to some winners and losers from week one before we get into week two now. Uh, so Makai, give me a give me a couple teams or players you think really won in week one or lost. Mm. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Calvin Ridley. Okay, it's uh, a good choice. He I had knew, a real, real good comeback game. Oh yeah, I knew I knew he was gonna play good because I mean Calvin Ridley just when you when you look at him, I mean he's six one, uh, about four four speed, great route runner. Like he's everything you want in a receiver. He's Super shifty after the catch. Ugh. He looked good. He looked really good. I mean, what was it? Eight catches, 107 touchdown. Eight catches, 101 and a touchdown. Damn, I was close. Off the top of my head, too. He had a killer first half, too. He had like 70 of those yards in the first half. Oh, he was killing. He was killing. Long run down the sideline. He, yep. he looked real good. So, happy for the Jaguars, you know. And happy that Calvin Ridley got a second chance. So people can hopefully forget about that incident. 
Yeah. Hopefully. Uh, one would hope that. Yeah. Uh, or I'll match you with another play. I'll match you with another victory for a player. I'll go with Baker Mayfield, right? On the road against Minnesota week one, people really didn't know what kind of team the Bucks were going to be, mm-hmm. you know, because they had let go a lot of veterans. They ate the dead cap this year to just kind of absorb it all immediately. Um, they bring in Baker. And people were kind of wondering, well, if you have Baker, are you are you rebuilding or are you just simply tanking and just, you know, Baker just looks good on paper to where, you know, the fans don't get too upset about it, mm-hmm. you, you sucking. Uh, but in that game, uh, 21 of 34, 173 yards, two touchdowns, no turnovers. Um, it was a good day for Baker Mayfield. And, you know, he looked sharp. He looked like a guy who... Uh, we talked about it earlier. Maybe that confidence, that spark that he was missing, it looked like maybe he was found again in that game against the Vikings. So uh, it was just good to see Baker being happy. The team rallied around him in the post game uh, in the locker room. Um, he made some good throws in that game, and uh, you know to beat a team that went that won 13 games last year in Week One at their dome, it's always a good victory. Oh yeah, right. yeah. Baker, Baylor. You mean you know you know I'm a Baker guy. That so, I do I, know. I was very happy for him. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The 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 Bucks honestly looked really good. Like I mean, Mike Evans took like still looked like Mike Evans. Baker, you know, got him the ball. Um. Offensive line held up pretty decently, considering everything they're going through. Yeah. I, I definitely don't see them being like crazy, but I mean, hey, like you never know. Maybe if Baker can keep this up, maybe you know, make make some bigger plays and you know, add a little bit more to his game. What he's doing now, like. You never know. Maybe they're hanging around in a wild card spot. You never know. But that would be that'd be interesting because it's like, damn, like if you're the Buccaneers, you really set yourself up for a full rebuild. And now your picks in the what teens. Right. So that'd be that'd be interesting from a front front office perspective. So I mean, hey, I'm I'm rooting for it. You know, I love to see Baker succeed. Any Oklahoma quarterback succeed makes yeah. me happy. You got a loser in week one? Uh, I think we have the same one in mind, but I'll let you uh I'll let you take, throw the jabs at him if you want. I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> I'm gonna say, hmm. I'm gonna say the losers the Ravens. Really, from the running back running back because uh, it's just it's it's same thing every year. That running is. back position gets demolished. It's the same three guys too. Yep, every it's, year. It's J.K. It's Gus Edwards, and then it's Justice Justice Hill. Yep, and man. I know yeah. J.K. Dobbins is going through it. I know that's this, that's is, this is what back to back season ending injuries, back to back. Yeah, man, that stinks. Not that I'm the biggest fan of J.K. Dobbins, but just as a, like a former athlete, just thinking about it, man, like you do, you work so hard to get back on the field. First week, mm. it's not fair, man. That's that's, that's a good point. Um, I'll go with the team as my loser, and it's not the Bengals. I'm gonna go with the Seahawks. I say this because I think everyone predicted that Seattle, including myself, let me you, just, you did, including myself, I thought Seattle was honestly kind of, at least in my opinion, the favorite for the division. Uh-huh. Uh, at home, week one, with all the hype around them, and they come out and, and lose by double digits to the Rams, a team with no weapons, um, no real, no anything. I mean, uh, you know, their two breakout receivers, Tutu Atwell and Paku Pakunuka, both had over 100 yards mm-hmm. and absolutely torched the Seahawks. <laughs> and I mean, I, they had three touchdowns on the ground. Yep. And I just, <laughs> Matt Stafford had a pretty good day, no touchdowns or picks, but 
uh, 24-38, and he had 334 yards through the air. They just got goose-egged at home. But I, I, I think that's that's just saying something that like the, the Seahawks were riding their own horse a little high. They were they were yeah. a little high on themselves. They hey, it's, it's the it's the Rams. I mean Matthew Stafford basically damn near had the equivalent to a seat, a career ending injury, but still playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the team you know missing Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald's a year older. Like, yeah, you know we're gonna roll over. No Ramsey, no Ramsey. So it's like okay, we're gonna roll over him. And the Rams came out and said, you know what, fuck that noise. <laughs> so again i think the rams are gonna be awful but that they will be i think that's just a wake-up call for the seahawks They're like okay like guys you know we, we gotta play we gotta play to these standards that everybody's setting for us mm-hmm. so i think they'll be all right but that's that's understandable on your part yeah so i'll go with the seahawks all right uh what do you got anyone else uh daniel jones was a loser yeah that's and i, I say it from the fact that like okay like the conditions were bad you know, it's terrible to lay a goose egg at home, mm-hmm. you know. But, man, just, like, the Giants leaving him out there was so questionable to me. Yep. Like, he's a franchise guy. And, like, it's, like, the third or fourth time we talked about it, confidence. That's a confidence buster just getting out there chased around by Micah Parsons, getting hit. It was. The and the Cowboys pulled Micah. Yeah. They pulled Micah by, like, the second quarter. As you should. <laughs> it was It was the backups we were still getting through. They're just, they're just let, like, they, like, that almost felt like old Rome when you would throw somebody in the middle of, like, the Coliseum and just let a tiger just absolutely eat, their, just eat them up. That's what it felt like, seriously. Like, yeah. Every, and that's supposed to be your guy. Every play he was running around, running, running around, trying to do something. I mean, it he, he is some boneheaded stuff, but he was trying to make plays. Um, when you get down, what was it at halftime? 27 to nothing. Yeah. Twenty-seven, like nothing. Yeah, when you're down by that much a half, all you can do is throw the. You just gotta pray and throw yourself back in the game. Yeah, that's that's a tough situation. So like again, I was just, I was just thinking to myself like, why is he still in the game? Just put who's the backup? Was it Tyrod? Uh, yeah, it is Tyrod. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, Tyrod, Tyrod. Put throw his ass out there and let him let him deal with it. Let no, him not, get massacred. <laughs> not not the guy I overpaid <laughs> and is already getting questions in the media about how good he is. And, that is you know, true. If he can elevate his game, like I'm that's not gonna, true. I'm not gonna feed him to the wolves like that. That was that was pitiful. So, that's true. Giants do better. Uh, I have one more winner, and this is a trio of players. I'm gonna go with warning Homer pick here. I'm gonna go with the trio that is the New Orleans Saints wide receivers. Okay. Uh, Chris Olave eight, eight catches on ten targets for 112 yards. Rashid Shahid, five catches for 89 yards and a touchdown on six targets. Michael Thomas, five catches, 61 yards and eight targets. If the Saints get this kind of production from the top three receivers every week of the season, they're going to be good. They're going to be a good offensive team. Derek Carr had a good day through the year, despite, you know, the offensive line was struggling, you know, mostly throughout that game. But if you get those three guys going with Lave kind of being your all-around star, Thomas beating you up across the middle of the field and Shahid as your deep threat, that offense is going to be scary to watch this year. Mm-hmm. And I've been telling you, I think the Saints could very much be like the Eagles of last year with the easy schedule. They can just dominate teams, and it wouldn't shock me if they won 13 games. Now, I don't think they will, but if, if those receivers keep doing those kind of numbers week in and week out, then they're going to be a good team offensively, not to mention they had three picks on Ryan Tannehill, three sacks. The Saints are for real, I think. Oh, that's fair. Uh, I just, again, like you, like you kind of alluded to a little bit there. The offensive line just got to play better. Um, it's tough to run the, the ball against the Titans, but that was that was atrocious. It was, yeah. Well, no Kamara. You kind of were no Kamara, no Kendra Miller. 
you're just forcing Jamal Williams all throughout that game. Yeah, that's just you just want to see that be a little better, you know. And we'll we'll really see when AK gets back. We'll see what this offensive line is made of and the ability to create holes for the running the running backs. Right. Um, because you just want to see balance. You really want to see balance. I don't really want to see Derek Carr have to throw the ball that many times. So and he looked good when he did. I'll, I'll I'll admit he looked he looked he he made throws when he needed to. Hundred percent. He, he made big throws in that game. Yeah, I'm not taking that away from him. Um, again, I just it just it feels so. I'm sorry, it feels so good after seeing Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston in the last two years. Did you see the the clip of Carl mic'd uh, Carl mic'd up mm-hmm. when he says, "Hey, on that third down to ice the game, he says, I want to throw throw ball to Shahid." He's got that Louisiana accent down too. He's he's he <laughs> he said, "Shahid, run a go." I yeah. said, "Ah." That's beautiful. I, Andy, Andy Dalton would never. Yeah, that shit reminded me of Brian Kelly. But <laughs> go on, go off, man. Go off. But, yeah, just uh, establish better better balance on offense, and then we'll we'll see. Maybe I like it. Give, I like give, it. give your best every week, and then you never know. I like it. You got anybody else? Um, honestly, no. I think that I think that's really it. I think it was a really good week one. You know, you don't want to talk about the Bengals. That's just kind of like a. <laughs> I'm not panicking on the Bengals at all, really. I just, I'm still just questioning why release Lyle Collins. Like, I don't know what the extent of his injury was. So maybe, maybe it was really bad. They, their specialists in the building were like, "Man, he's he's never gonna play again." You know I mean, maybe? maybe it's a personality thing. I mean, you saw it kind of the relationship here in Dallas kind of soured between Lyle and the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe it's a personality thing in Cincinnati. Maybe I don't know. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe, maybe, maybe they were like, hey, get your big ass a guard again. <laughs> and he was just like, no. <laughs> why, why is Jonah playing right tackle? <laughs> just, that's just a head scratcher, man, because you invested all this money in that offensive line. And man, Joe Burrow was running for his damn life. I mean, because, well, that, that, that line is what? Uh, Orlando's a free agent. Uh, Ted Karras, the center, is a free agent. Mm hmm. The right guard. Who's the right guard? He's a free agent too. Uh, it's a name too. Kappa. Alex Kappa from Tampa. You're right. And then Volstre uh, was a rookie, mm-hmm. so you drafted. And then Jonah was a draftee, yeah. and Lyle was a free agent. So the fact that they've done all this last two years since the Super Bowl, and Joe Burrow was still running for his life every every snap on Sunday. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. I mean, so Lyle Collins, obviously, he is off the PUP list. He got cut, as we kind of alluded to a second ago. Um, kind of one of the more, I don't know if premiere is the right word, but he's a notable name for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you see him going to? Do you see anybody maybe picking him up? I'll probably see, I'll probably see your team, the, the Saints. They, I mean, they kind of they kind of need some left guard help because y'all had James Hurst at left guard. Yeah, yeah. James Hurst beat out Andrews Pete, so. Yeah, yeah. It might be time to kick the tires on somebody different. Yeah, um, I would very much like Lyle Collins in our in our in our lineup. But then again, you have to convince him to play guard. Play guard. Well, if no one else is going to sign him, he might not have a choice. But I mean, hey, if he's hard headed, he might be like, "Yeah, fuck that." <laughs> hey, hey, you see what Rams doing? I want to do that. Exactly. And then at that point, you just move Ram check to left tackle, and now Lyle Collins is right. But then Trevor Penning, he needs to develop on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> Mental reps. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Where off, who needs offensive line help? The Giants. Nah, that's just the Cowboys. The Cowboys. Yeah, they just they they do so much wacky 
stuff on defense. That's tough. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, everyone needs offense, and he, he provides versatility. He can play both tackle and guard. He's a great athlete in yeah. space on screens. No, he's a guy who's played in the league, seen a lot of looks defensively. I mean, he'll get picked up. I think when he if if and when he is healthy, he'll get picked up. I think Raiders. Yeah. Right. He'd look good in some some black and silver. He would. With Jimmy Garoppolo? Gotta have somebody protect his ass. By the way, shout out to Sean Payton. Did you see the, the tomfoolery he pulled off in that game? The yeah. first <laughs> that onside kick was crazy. The first kickoff of his Bronco tenure, he pulls a surprise onside kick like in the Super Bowl. Crazy. I, I got a bone to pick with Sean Payton about that game. Play about, Marvin Williams, Mar, Mar, Marvin oh, Mims, yeah. bro. I thought, you meant, I thought you meant the Super Bowl. Yeah, like because we because we were watching the we watched all the games together on Sunday. That we did. Who, who was the receiver that kept getting targets? And I'm just like, why the fuck is Marvin Mims not playing? Uh, now it's gonna bother me. God, because it was it was like a linkier guy, like Tim Patrick, or is he? He's no, not, he's he's done for the season. Who was it? Dang it! Um, yeah, we didn't even talk about we didn't even talk about your Bears, Mackay. Or did you avoid that on purpose? I avoided it on purpose. Okay. Thanks for bringing it up. Okay, well, I just <laughs> figured I'd check. Make that, sure that play call is absolutely horse. Just horse. figure. figure. <laughs> uh, little Jordan Humphrey. Little Jordan Humphrey. Why former the hell? Saint? Former Saint. That's why he's a God, former Saint. Play, former Saint. That's why. Play Marvin Mims. Damn it. I don't have him on fantasy. I just want to see he's he could be so dynamic and then like y'all need some speed. He's the guy. He's the guy. I know it's week one, but that pissed me off. Um, but I mean, we might as well talk about it while we're here. The Bears laid a laid an egg. I'm not gonna lie, that may have been the most disappointing team in week one because we were all hyped. We all hyped. We all talked ourselves into the idea of Rogers is gone. Jordan loves an unknown commodity right now. Justin Fields can continue off of the last season where he was at. You add in DJ Moore. Um, I mean, Chase Claypool had a full off season with the Bears, which and <laughs> he, he, he is he is on the hot seat. <laughs> you play like that in week two, your ass is gone. And I mean, at the end of the day, same result, different quarterback. Jordan Love just had his way with the Bears, and the Bears offensively continued to shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah, that 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 offense had no explosion to it. Justin, I will I will say the one thing about Justin, not that I I don't think the whole game was on him, but I think he was really he was super conservative. Like, but then again, when you got a you got Chase Claypool's big ass who's giving zero effort running routes, blocking, that's a negative. Man. Ugh, I just I didn't like the plays they were calling. It was it was strange. They couldn't really run the ball. I don't think Khalil Herbert's a number one running back. And then again, Deontay Foreman's not really much of that either. Right. I think I think the Bears really should look at Kareem Hunt. Honestly, I would personally. So the Ravens. Yeah. So so the Ravens. Um, <laughs> and just whatever the offense's game plan was for this year, yeah. change that shit because that was pathetic. Yeah. Got your Bears ran out. Yeah. You okay now? Yeah. I don't even know the OC's name, but he can <laughs> suck an egg because he's awful. He should be unemployed. He better be in the unemployment line Monday morning. He needs to be. <laughs> All right, then let's move on to uh, – uh, do you want to go and pick the games or we want to talk a little basketball real quick? We talk a little basketball real quick. Talk a little basketball. So, obviously, 
As you know, uh, Team USA lost out on the opportunity to win a medal in the FIBA World Cup tournament. They lost to Canada. Yeah, because the first the first loss was Germany. And yeah, then, and then Canada. And then Canada. Dylan Brooks put up forty points, and if you watched the NBA at all last season, you know what kind of player Dylan Brooks is. He's Dog gonna shit. he's gonna speak some some slander, and uh, that ultimately uh, that got to LeBron apparently. Yeah. Uh, the reports coming out that LeBron is uh, more he's committed to Team USA next year for the Olympics, mm-hmm. and uh, he apparently already has word that Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, um. Among other veteran players such as Damian Lillard, Devin Booker, uh, um, Draymond Green, Draymond Green. Well, they snuck in Draymond like that. We wouldn't notice. <laughs> Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. I feel like I'm missing another big uh, Tatum. Yeah, Tatum. Tatum. Yep. Yeah. So he's he's basically putting together the All Star team. It looks like he's going to be recruiting everyone <laughs> to play in the Olympics next year and uh, just absolutely dominate in Paris. Um, but. We were talking about it, you know, off air, how a lot of guys don't like to play in the FIBA Cup because, you know, international basketball rules are a lot different than the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, for a lot of guys who want to just rest in the offseason, you know, enjoy some time off, mm-hmm. um, that's just not something they want to do. And I totally get that. But, um, you know, obviously, the uh, I couldn't help but think of the Redeem Team documentary that came out <laughs> last year. Was it last year or this year? It was last year. It was last year with. You know, it's funny because, like, LeBron was so young then mm-hmm. and was just trying to figure – he was just figuring out, like, how to play. Like, we talked about, like, on paper, you know, the superstars, it should – they should dominate the cup. Mm-hmm. But a lot of these international teams, they play together for a long time. Um, and I think for them, it's a lot more serious than I think a lot of the players here take it. Oh, it's, it's their Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, this is, this is like – yeah, it is. it's their NBA Finals right here. Game yeah. seven. This is where they put it all out. Because yeah, if you don't win, you get shunned from your village. So, <laughs> <laughs> you better bring the A game, buddy. Village, village is a wild word choice. Oh. <laughs> village is a wild word. I mean, you can't tell me that Lithuania doesn't have villages. I mean, I mean probably. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Small, small country, you know. Un- well, not undeveloped, but <laughs> that sounds crazy. <laughs> uh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna just shut my ass because I'm offending somebody. Continue with you. Continue on with your point. <laughs> I don't even remember where I was at. I think for a lot of guys, this is a lot more than just a basketball game. It, oh, yeah. it really is, okay. and uh, you know, a lot of you saw the roster that the team USA had. It's it's a lot of guys in the NBA who are second, third choices on the team. I mean, there are a couple first outside of Tyrese Halliburton, Anthony Edwards. Uh, Michael Bridges, oh, yeah, Michael, mm-hmm. um, Jaron Jackson, which Jaron Jackson, his big ass, he needs his mm-hmm. big ass ass beat, bro. Get two, your big two, ass in the two, reba- two rebounds a game. God bless America. Or 2.9, I guess, but yeah. It's pathetic. Wasn't, wasn't really protecting the rim like that. <sighs> yeah. That, it was a lot of guys you needed to play their best, and they didn't play their best when it mattered most, and that's okay. That's okay. Austin know. Reeves did. Austin Reeves was hooping. Austin Reeves is really – he's really turned that corner. I think, you know, a couple guys get banged up or they just don't want to play in the All-Star game. We can say Mr. All-Star. He's a, he's a really good game. I like mm-hmm. him a lot. Um, but, no, I just – I think this really reminds me of, you know, whenever uh, Dion went to Colorado and he let all the players know, like, yeah, I'm bringing my luggage and it's Louie. That's what LeBron said. I'm bringing, I'm bringing my shit and they, they coming. <laughs> I'm bringing I'm bringing my, my players – 
and they had accolades. Yeah, that uh, what was, was it Australian? Was it Australian? The Australian guy that was like sticking his tongue out at Austin Reeves. Yeah, yeah. Keep that same energy, buddy. We'll see you. We'll see you in Paris. Yeah, because I think. Uh, <laughs> and again, I think it's so cool to see all these stars come together, and I think. Something that they all learned, at least the older players learned in that documentary was Kobe kind of taught them how to play together yeah. as a team, like team basketball and the mentality. So and I think for, you know, I think for LeBron, for Curry, for Durant, this is probably their last run at an Olympic title mm-hmm. at the gold. Mm-hmm. So I'm for it. I'm very much for this team coming together and uh, uh, dominating, I guess, in the Olympics. We'll see. Oh yeah, that, that's the best thing about like about him bringing these older guys because they understand like not to say like everybody has egos in the NBA, but these guys understand that like when you get on this net like this like worldwide that international stage, stage, yeah, you have to share the ball. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's what makes Argentina so tough. That's what makes Germany so tough. Like France so tough. Well, even though they, man, they didn't really do much of FIBA. But not um, to mention they have some NBA talent sprinkled in oh, on those teams, on, on those international teams. Yeah, not to discredit, you know, which like, helps. Like Spain having Juancho Hernan Gomez. Like, yeah, they're, they're cool NBA players and st- like guys that have been in the league or, you know, they're not now or whatever. Right. Um, but again, they just, they play team basketball. They make that extra pass to a guy that's wide open, get a wide open three, which is when you play on that kind of stage, it's super high percentage when it's wide open. So. Yeah, just having guys that understand that, like, make that extra pass. You know, you don't have to put up 30. You know, just get your 15, you know, seven assists. Go sit on the bench. Like, we understand you're a superstar, but, like, we don't need you to go out there and try to backpack this team because we have enough talent oh, to yeah. do that. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah. It'll be for sure. Also, the NBA passed another rule or uh, <laughs> the rule that teams can no longer uh, sit two superstars uh, for a period of time, right? Yeah. Or is it for games? A, a game? The, just any game. You can't have both your superstars out. Do you want to take a guess at uh, who Vegas is betting the first team to? Uh, the Clippers. Yeah. yeah. PG, PG and Kawhi be like, mm, regular season. <laughs> regular season games? You say, you're telling me there's poor you know, poor families that spend their hard-earned money on tickets to see me play? Fuck them. That's okay. <laughs> My knee's a little funny tonight. We're just going to. Just gonna sit this one up, and and that's the thing. Like all you have to do to like escape the rules, be like, oh, got banged up in practice. I'm out tonight. Yep. That's all. That's all they have to do. So like, it's it's not the rule isn't really a huge deal. I think guys should care about the regular season. But I understand thirty, you know, eighty two games. That's a lot of games on top of the playoffs, and then you go overseas and play FIBA, or you know, you go to the World Cup. Like that's that's a lot of basketball. You have to play in tournament. Yep. And then I guess I guess now you have the what is it the mid season tournament, which. Again, I don't understand the point or concept of. Yeah, Adam Silver needs his uh, needs his ass whoop with a hot belt for that. <laughs> I this, this ain't soccer, bro. I, I, don't, do, I don't understand why you need a midseason tournament. Like, you, can't, you can't even sit out of that either. You have to play. LeBron, I, LeBron was definitely like, mm. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. The point, but again, I think as a fan, it's kind of frustrating, you know, because again, NBA games are not cheap. Like if you go see the star, if you go like so, if you go watch a Lakers game or a Celtics game or. You know, like if you want to see the stars play, they're not cheap. And you would think, hey, if the Lakers are coming to, I don't know, Charlotte to play the Hornets, right? They'd be cheaper. You would think. You would think they'd be cheaper. Nope. But the NBA says now LeBron's coming in town. Raise that price up. Raise that price up. So I, I understand. And you, know, it's like you never know what day, what games are they are. Or they're not going to play. So it's frustrating as a fan. Oh, 100%. I think. 
Yeah, I, th- I think yeah, especially like that's like your kid's favorite player. That's got to be tough. Like, oh, right. you know, he's not going to play tonight, Timmy. You know, that's no, not going to see LeBron. Stop crying. But look, it's Austin Reeves. Hey, Austin Reeves. I mean, hey, Cam Reddish, Anthony you know? Davis. Well, might be asking a lot of Anthony. Torian Prince. Yeah. Yeah. You know, D'Angelo Russell. Lost me there. <laughs> you, can see him, can, you can see him staying after to make shots. Golly. So I, I understand the rule. They want to keep, you know, especially TV ratings and the regular season's awful. Yeah. So I, I understand it. Because we only watch it during. I only, I, I only, at least only watch if it's a national game or if it's uh, playoffs. Exactly. Because then, okay, side note, talking about the NBA, NFL too. Like, if you really want your numbers, viewership to be high, stop blacking out local games. Let me see the games that's right down the damn street for me. I, I need to see it. If you want me, like, I'm I'm a sports fan. I want to watch it. But, damn, I get on my streaming platform that I pay $300 for for the season, and I can't even see the game that, again, it's 20 miles away from me. That's got to change. It's true. Also, make it more accessible. Like I, I hate how baseball or the MLB and the NBA has it through Bally. Yep. Because through Bally, you have to go through, like, 16 different loopholes to get Bally itself. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's way too overly complicated. It is, and the the the, the casting of the games are ass. Yeah, it's yeah, it's ugh. do better, do better. If you if you want people to view your games, your viewership numbers be better for more ads and things like that, more ad revenue, do better on your part because that's ridiculous. Exactly, I just don't get it. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Uh, okay, you ready for some picks? Let's pick them. Let's picks. All right, let's do it. Week two of the NFL kicks off tonight. Thursday night is when we're recording. So, obviously, when this comes out, the game will be over. But it's the Vikings at Philadelphia taking on the Eagles. Mm. No major injuries on either side. Nope. Mm. I'll take the Eagles. Or the, yeah, I'll take the Eagles. Take, no, I'll take the Eagles big. I think they come out. Heard a lot of noise. Or like a Super Bowl hangover, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I think they come out. They put it on the Vikings. The Vikings kind of look deflated after they lose into the Buccaneers. <laughs> so. Okay. I'll go with the Eagles as well. Uh, and then Sunday, kicking off the noon slate, Packers at Atlanta. Note, Christian Watson and Aaron Jones did not practice. Mm, Have not practiced this week. Did not know that. Yep. Um, In that case, give me both, the Falcons. Both hamstring injuries, by the way. Ooh, ooh, soft tissue. Yeah, they're not playing this week. Um, Yeah, give me the Falcons. I think Desmond Ritter with his legs, short passing ability, Get, you know, finds a way to get Kyle Pitts the damn ball, finally, <laughs> and they win a game. Is it okay. Lambeau? Uh, at Atlanta. At Atlanta. Okay, they, they win at home then, 100%. I will take the Falcons as well in this game. I think uh, I, I think the Packers hit a real high last week against the Bears. I think they'll come back down a little bit of earth, mm-hmm. and I th- I'll take the Falcons in this one as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raiders at the Bills. Raiders at Bills. I could find. I think I. I can see a world where the Bills are zero two. <laughs> I was in, a, and then the panic really sets in for Buffalo. Uh, I'm gonna take the Raiders. I hate Josh McDaniels. Give me the Bills. <laughs> I said that. <laughs> that's just, your yeah. logic. Yeah. That's your reason. Yeah, fuck Josh McDaniels. It's no. It's no X's and O's. It's just Josh McDaniels. So it fucking stinks. I can't say I blame you for that answer. Yeah. Uh, Ravens add to the Bengals. Ravens Bengals. Bengals home opener against Lamar Jackson. I think Bengals are gonna calm down. You know, Joe Burrow's a little rusty. I think they'll figure it out at home with the home crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, give me the Ravens. I'm sorry. Give me the Bengals. Joe Burrow always seems to put up good numbers against this Ravens defense. Mm-hmm. So I'll take I'll take the the Bengals. Okay. Um, 
I mean, if the Bengals lose this game, then man, they they lose some credit in the media because they were they were talking all that shit. Oh, you know, well, all right, it's week one now, guys. Losing week two, and then it's like, oh, you know, especially in that division and everything. Mm-hmm. I kind of I want to see the temperature get turned up on Zach Taylor a little bit. So I'm gonna give give me you the. You're not a Zach Taylor fan. Mm-mm, fuck him. No, you were not. Okay, so you're the Ravens. Give me the Ravens. Okay, uh, Seahawks at Detroit for the Lions home opener. Note, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson had asked all the Lions fans to get blue shiesty masks for the game. That was crazy. Amazon sold out immediately. Yep. <laughs> Bro, that's about to be an atmosphere. Yeah, I can't wait to see all those suburban <laughs> families in the crowd wearing shiesty masks. And when I they can't. get the tournament, they just see them go. You just see. <laughs> that's going to be disgusting. That's going to be that's that's going to be peak television right there. <sighs> Give me the Lions. They're going to go two zero. Give me the Lions. And this is in, yeah, this is in Detroit. In Detroit. Fucking give me the Lions, fuck it. Yeah, give me the Lions in this one. I'm very excited about the Lions this season. <laughs> very excited. Uh, Colts at the Texans battle of two rookie quarterbacks, Stroud and Richardson. Mm. I mean, I ha- I mean, you already know what my pick is because I did say <laughs> that the other team was going to go 0-17, so give me the Colts. <laughs> yeah, I lean towards Indy, too, just, be- just because this team put up a lot more of a fight last week. Kind of surprised me a little bit, so. Hey, give me the Colts. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. Uh, Chiefs at the Jaguars, a rematch of last year's divisional round game. Oh, Chiefs. Chiefs. Kelsey said on the podcast that he's uh, he's ready to rare, ready and raring to go. Chris Jones I, is back. Chris Jones is back. I think uh, the other receivers, I think they're a lot more locked in and they're blocking out the noise about, you know, these guys kind of, they're kind of letting down Pat. Like, I think, I think they go out, they make a evident statement that we're Ooh. still the damn Chiefs. Okay. I'll go with the Chiefs as well. Um, I I like Jacksonville as a team this year, but I just think Kansas City, like you said, coming off a week where they lost at home on their Super Bowl opening night, national television, all the media is talking about. Like you said, their receivers suck. No Kelsey. They didn't win without him. I think they'll come back p- peed off this week. No one to play a pissed off Patrick Mahomes. I will say, unfortunately, the Chiefs do not have Sammy Watkins, who just, you know, early season Sammy Watkins is his peak. Yeah. They will not have that. Yeah, Sammy, Sammy's where he needs to be at home, raising them kids. <laughs> uh, okay, Chicago at Tampa. Justin Fields, Baker Mayfield. Oh, damn. I like both these quarterbacks, damn it. Damn it, why does the NFL do this to me? Um <laughs> <laughs> the Bears need to win more. I need Baker to play well because I don't need the narrative to change. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, give me the Bears in a shootout. Oh, so I guess it's a win-win for you then, wouldn't it be? Oh, yeah. Okay. I-, I could definitely see a word where it's 38-35. I think Chicago will bounce back this week. I'll pick the Bears to beat the Bucs. Uh, Chargers at the Titans. Ooh. On paper, this should be the Chargers' victory. But little do we know, the Chargers <laughs> always it's like Jurassic Park. You know the saying in Jurassic Park, life finds a way. Mm-hmm. The Chargers find a way, find to, a way to, to, to find a way to lose a game in a weird way. Uh playing Derrick Henry. Mm. Tannehill looked awful. He did. I don't expect Tannehill to bounce back. I see two more, two more plus picks. It is, it is <laughs> if, if him and Josh Allen, they're they're battling for that interception <laughs> leader. Okay. Um yeah, give me. Give me the Chargers. I'll take the Chargers as well. I mean, they put up a bunch of points last week. Just shockingly, your defensive minded coach couldn't figure out a game plan. <laughs> so, uh, Giants at the Cardinals. Ooh, damn. Um, 
I'm ready for chaos to happen. I'm picking the Cardinals at home to win this game. I mean, they should have won that car, uh, the Commanders game last week. Should have. Yeah, yeah. I think I think uh, the new GM put in that call down to down to the <laughs> sideline was a like, hey, fumble that ball. Hey, yeah, hey, <laughs> you're looking a little too good. Here. Too too good. We need to we need to lose, guys. Um, give me the Cardinals at home. The I don't know. This is like a upset because it is the Giants, but give me the Cardinals. I'm gonna go Giants. I think they rally around Daniel Jones. He puts up a you know a historic performance for himself, and he he cements that they get back to where they you know yeah where they want to be. Yeah, so. that's fair. Uh, three o'clock games. The uh, Niners traveling to L.A. to take on the Rams. Uh, Niners. Niners. Brock Purdy looked pretty damn impressive week one. I guess if I must say so. Also, rest in peace, all you Debo Samuel fantasy owners. Yeah, it is Brandon Ayuk's offense now. That is tough. Yep. That is tough. It is Brandon Ayuk's offense. Jed, people that were buying in the Kittle, GG. Again, it is Brandon Ayuk's offense. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're just living in it. We're just breathing. Uh, <laughs> at 325, the New York Jets will come down here, take on the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I'm wearing a Dak shirt, but I feel like Dak's going to piss me off this week. Well, if he plays good, doesn't that piss you off? Yeah. Either way, I'm I'm gonna be pissed <laughs> off. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think I think Dak throws a pick Sunday. Um, ugh. Brandon Cooks is kind of a tweener right now. Brandon Cooks play. I think we win. His ability to take the top off the defense can really stretch out that back line because I I like the jet safeties. So we need to get them off. CD can run his routes underneath. Same thing as Gallup. Um, give me the Cowboys. All right, I'm gonna pick the Cowboys as well. I just think right now with the quarterback situation. I think coming off this week, it's going to be too much for the Jets. Um, a lot of emotions. Yeah, a lot of emotions. I wouldn't say it's a short week, but you just immediately have to prepare. Your offense is now Zach Wilson's offense, not how Aaron Rodgers would have it. So you got a lot has to change, you know, pretty quickly. Time. Yeah. So coming off this kind of week, I, I got the Cowboys. Uh, Commanders at Denver. Ooh, battle of mid. Um, Ron Rivera and Sean Payton, two former NFC South coaches. Give me, give me the Commanders. Give me the Commanders. Take, I think take the Broncos on this one. I think Sam Howell plays a little bit better, protects the ball, doesn't fumble. Um, I think Terry McLaurin another week back, healthier. Mm-hmm. Think he looks like Terry McLaurin again. Okay, give me the Commanders. Give me Washington. I mean, oh, Denver in this one. I think uh, another week. I mean, Russell Wilson looked a lot more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, week one. Uh, obviously, they win that game if Will Lutz hits that field goal, or if they, uh, uh, you know, potentially recover that onside kick at the beginning of the game. Um, so, I'll take Denver. I'll, I'll bet Sean Payton figures it out to get his first win as a Broncos coach. Yeah. Sunday night football, Miami at New England. Mm. Battle of the Bama quarterbacks. You know what? Give me Miami in this one. Give me Miami. I think I think I think I think Belichick's got something cooking for two in that offense <laughs> defensively. So you're taking Miami or New England? I'm taking I'm taking New England. Oh, okay, I'm taking Miami. You said Miami at first. I was like, wait. Oh, my bad. I said, wait, how how are you gonna pick Miami and then say Bill's cooking? Oh no, Bill Bill's gonna cook something up for two. I think two with those a pick or two. And I think it's a I think it's a close game. I think it comes down to Mac Jones and that offense putting together a drive miraculously. Okay. I will take uh Miami in this one. Monday Night Football doubleheader. The Saints at the Panthers. Ugh, Saints at Panthers. Give me the Saints. Mm. Give me 
the Panthers will be without J.C. Horn and DJ Chark. Which that that, may, that makes it tough. But give me give me the Panthers. I think I think Bryce protects the ball more. I yeah. think I think they establish the run a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I think they hang around. I think they hang around. and They win it by a field goal. Close okay. game. Very close game. Okay. Okay. I will take New Orleans in this one. I think they're the better team. They're the front runner in that division right now. And it's like one of our two primetime games. So really need to see it happen in primetime. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then the last game to wrap it up, it is the Browns decking out the all-white unis, including the white helmet, mm. uh, hosting the Steelers. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. They're going to, to Pittsburgh. I'm sorry. To Pittsburgh. Um, Even the Steelers. I think they'll bounce back. They better because George Pickens looks very. He looked very uninterested on that sideline. <laughs> so, for their sake, I hope they get. They it will be without Deontay Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't like picking the Browns anymore. So yeah, give me the, give me the Steelers. <laughs> you, feel, you feel dirty picking. The Browns. I can't. I can't. <laughs> you just morally and ethically, you can't. Yeah, I just don't like Deshaun Watson. I've never been really much of a fan of his game. That's fair. I agree. So okay. Um, any last notes here, Makai, before we uh, sign off call it a day? No, just, uh, you know, so glad it's not hot anymore. You know, enjoy, enjoy the weather. Enjoy football. It rained today. It did rain. today. It's a very good day when it rains here. We love that. The plants love it. Yep. God, we're so old talking about plants. Look at us. (laughs) Who would have thought? Who would have thunk it? Not I, but here we are. But uh, stay in in school, kids. Don't do drugs and don't idolize Dak Prescott. Oh my god! <laughs> that just felt like that's a Nathaniel Hackett astray right there. Fuck him. <laughs> oh man, that's the wrap things up this week, folks. We'll have the full team back next week. Looking forward to that. We'll have Dre, uh, DeAndre and Javante here, and we'll continue our shenanigans as usual. Mm-hmm. Uh, and until then, this is the final drive. Final drive. Excuse me. Signing off from Alec Mackay. See you guys next time. <laughs>